Hello and welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, multi-passionate success coach and healer for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. If you're ready to get out of your own way so you can build a wildly profitable business from your passions, this show is for you. Tune in every Tuesday for inspiring interviews and mindset tools to heal self-sabotage so you can double your income, reach those big business goals that have eluded you up until now, and create a life of freedom and abundance on your own terms. Today is Melissa Trumbo, the founder of Zero Fuck Given Living, life coach, author, speaker, and a free spirit with a passion for helping others uncover joy. Her mission is to bring joy to millions of people who had a crap-tastic upbringing. Through grueling rounds of therapy and many points in her life, she got herself to a joyous life at the ripe old age of 49. And now she is helping people many years younger to change the trajectory of their life. She's also the author of the big book of bad ideas, where she shares tales of her misspent youth from childhood on up to current middle age, so that you can sidestep the mistakes that she made and learn from them. In this conversation, Melissa shares how to break through your self-imposed limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck where you are, even when you come from a crap-tastic background or you are dealing with anxiety, depression and ADHD. Melissa is proof that you can change your life and she shares so many juicy, effective tips on how you can do just that. So let's dive in. Hello, Mel. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. I really wanted to have you because our listeners are amazing people and they really want to make a big difference in the world. But there are so many doubts stopping them. I know that you are all about smashing through them and just be your service and be fully who you are. So before we dive deeper into that, can you share with us your story and how you came to this work? Absolutely. Thank you for having me on your podcast, Georgia. My story is not a cheery one in the beginning. I had what I call a craptastic background. I was raised in an abusive household. I'm the second of nine children. There were definitely good parts. And my parents were very young when they started their family and they came from their own backgrounds. So that's when you get into the, what we call the generational work, right? Because it just passes down, it just flows down, right? all of the dysfunction, all of the pain and the rage. And, you know, it's brutal, gritty. It's a gritty way to come up in the world. And the good thing that it did for me is reinforce my feeling inside. Like I knew I could be better. I knew that life could be better. I didn't know how, but I just knew it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I fought for getting myself therapy. When I was a teenager, I found a therapist that would trade therapy sessions for babysitting. She had a a little baby. And so, yep, yep. I would ride my bike and, and go see her and she would help me and I would babysit her beautiful boy. And it was tough. It was really, really hard. And I think 
part of what my journey was, it was remembering a lot of the things that had happened. And then I was able to connect it to all of the wretched decisions that I had made as an adult. I am a veteran of two chaotic marriages where I was just trying to have that familiar feeling, you know, like this is what house, this is what home is for me. And I, no matter how much work I did, it wasn't until I found the mindset work that I was able to really launch myself into a healthy way of being and living. And that's when I wrote my book, Big Book of Bad Ideas, Adulting from Anxiety to Zero Fucks Given. And I'm all about those fucks being our resources. You know, like, it's not just, oh, I don't give a, I don't give a hoot about what anybody thinks. It's, I have these resources and I'm not just going to give them away anymore. I will use them as I see fit. If I choose to use my resources for someone, it's intentional. And that's because I want to do it, not because I just automatically give myself away and have no identity. And that was, that's where I came from. And so now what I love so much is my work is helping people to be able to create their own joyous life. It's to be sure that they can see the possibility. They can recognize the chaos that they're in right? Even if it's not chaos, even if it's just like, meh, am I alive? What's happening? You know what I mean? When you're not joyously connected to who you are, well, it just makes it so much flipping flargan harder for us to experience these wonderful joy bombs that are around us all the time. Because everything is around us all the time, right? Despair, joy, excitement, boredom, it's always with us. So if we can you know, notice that joy and be like, yeah, buddy, I'm roasting in anxiety, but I see you. All right, that's cool. I maybe can't get out of bed right now because I'm so depressed, but I know you're there for me when I can manage it. And so that that's my whole my whole gig is to rock some joy and up the joy in the world. I love that. And there is so much need for that. That is something that every human wants more joy in their life. And the only thing that stops us is truly ourselves. There's so much to unpack in what you said. I, <laughs> I want to start with when you mentioned that in your past, with the choices you made, you were trying to recreate the familiar feeling, right? Because why would I make the wrong choice? Or why am I always in the same place again and again and again without even realizing it? And we don't realize that our brain is programmed for a certain path. And we go right. there. And if we are not conscious what the path is, we make choices that in the moment they may seem smart, but there are anything but. And so can you mm-hmm. share more about how our past determines our present unless we are consciously aware of it? Yes, absolutely. I am a huge believer that while our past does shape us, certainly, we are not our past. We do not have to live like we did, whether it's as a kid, or maybe it's a a certain relationship that evolved over time, or whatever it was in your past, if you can be aware of what and why you are the way you are, then from that feeling of knowing ourselves, then we can move forward to becoming who we want to be. But we have to be vigilant, because when we get that blueprint, however we grew up, that's our blueprint for living. This is how living works. It's how I was raised. 
And so the reality being, you know, even excellent parents make mistakes. And there's some things that maybe we would not want to have in our lives that our family chose to prioritize. Okay. And we get to architect that. We get to create our life the way we want our life to be, but we have to recognize what we want it to be and how do we differ? Like if here I am now, I'm Mel right here today. And these are, this is the way I think this is my, these are my values, all of those things go through the list, define yourself. Well, how do I want five years from now, Mel to be, to think, to exist? What is her circumstance? And so once I'm aware of that and I can see what that possibility is and what I want to go to, then that's the beautiful stuff. That's the juicy, good stuff. Then I can see, okay, well, this is different. This future male prioritizes uh, health, let's say more than current Mel does because current Mel is kind of lazy and she does yoga a couple times a week, but she knows she should do it every day. All right, great. So then I have the opportunity to get some discipline, make a schedule, pencil it in, whatever I need to do to make that appointment with myself. Some people can motivate by, okay, we're going to link up online and we'll do our yoga videos together side by side in a way. And I think the pandemic has helped a lot of us connect more virtually. I love that you and I are having this conversation on opposite sides of the globe from each other. And to be able to have that sense of community is very, very driving, inspirational. If I'm supposed to meet up with somebody, come hell or high water, I'm there. But if it's just me in a video, that video will be there later. That video is going to be there after what? After I do this interview, after I write this chapter of the next book, after I, well, it's always going to be there, but if I don't get off my booty and go do it, it's not going to happen. So just comparing current self to who that badass in the future is, then we can close those gaps and even just those little, little micro steps. Oh my gosh. They compound over time. That's the way. I love what you said. Our past doesn't define us. And we always have a choice, right? To choose to see where we are or to choose something different. And what came up for me when you were talking about where would I be in five years time? How do I want mm -hmm. to show up? What do I want to be? I remember there was a time when I was suffering from severe anxiety and depression, even though I knew who I wanted to be. At the time, it seemed really impossible. So for someone that feels like that, do you have any tips and you touched a bit there with the small micro steps but do you mm -hmm. have any tips so you can start believing it's possible so you can and take those steps to get there girl do i have any <laughs> tips i i mean i rock the triumvirate is what i call it i've got depression anxiety adhd and at times I just feel that my my mental wiring is conspiring against me because i want I want the world to be noticeably more joyful because of my work. Okay, huge, huge goal. Big, big, big. Easy to get overwhelmed by that. However, aside from being under a psychiatrist's care and taking my prescriptions as prescribed, although I do often send little emails like, 
hi, Dr. Hernandez. I think I can reduce the dosage of this. And I don't know if he's got it on auto or what, but man, that email comes back almost immediately. Like, please take, continue to take as prescribed. We will discuss, <laughs> we will discuss next quarter <laughs> in our next meeting. And I'm just like, but we have to take care of our body. That is a very easy thing for me to do. Take some pills, drink them down, eat healthy. There's mechanical things we can do to help ourselves be more active in pursuing our goals. Even when we're roasting alive from anxiety, because to me, I just feel like I'm on fire. That's my like, oh, I'm rolling sweat. Sweet. Thank you, anxiety. Welcome back. (laughs) Why are you here right now? But I can still move my body. I can still, maybe I'm not doing the whole yoga video, but I'm walking to the end of the street and back. I'm moving because physical exercise for so, so many of us, Georgia, it is as effective as an antidepressant. It is as effective as a prescription. So I want to reduce my meds. Think of how my dosage without walking with, I mean, and by walking, like walking around for 45 minutes, 30 minutes, feels like you're not really doing anything, but man, just getting out of your, your space out of where you're always are and, and just feeling the sun and the breeze or the cold or the heat. It's, it's pretty magical. So I feel like that's something we can all do. And I understand depression. I know sometimes we're just like, oh my gosh, I have to take this sheet off of me and sit up and then stand up and then walk to go brush my teeth, to use the toilet. It just feels so overwhelming. And if you can, curl yourself out of that dang bed and get moving even a little, even if you're just walking up and down a room, back and forth, get the blood flowing and breathe deeply. I love box breathing. That's my biggest tip for handling just about any mental storm that happens. And so you breathe in for four, Hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four, and just repeat that. And it what it does, it resets your limbic system, that fight or flight or fawn or freeze mechanism. And so then you have a physical baseline to be like, okay, now here I am, I'm present, I'm connected to my body. And this is something Navy SEALs in the United States use to stay present and connected and keep their Um, mind from getting hijacked by panic or whatever emotion. It keeps them logical and able to operate. And so if it works for a dang special agent force super person, then it's sure as heck going to work for me. (laughs) So that would be my number one tip is box breathing for just like anchoring us back into our body. And anxiety can be with us. Name it. Give your anxiety a name and be like, I see you're back with me all right, you are not me. You've come upon me, but I still exist separate from whatever tricks my mind is playing. That is so powerful. Part of my initial recovery was again, going for long walks with my mom mm-hmm. or a friend. And then I believe that something feeling a bit better that uh, even just putting these simple things that we take for granted that you think oh, that's not going to help that can make a huge difference. And of course, if you need medication, go get medication, whatever you need to do to start taking action towards the life that, that you want. I, mean, I love what you mentioned that you are not depression, not anxiety. It's like a, a disease, a condition that you're experiencing, but it's not you. But also what I'm hearing you say, it's you're actually befriending them. 
you are talking to them. And since you're going to be here, you mean just with mm-hmm. friends. So is that correct? Is that what I'm hearing? It is. And it, because it's part of us, or it's part of me, I should say. I'm not a plural. <laughs> Thank heavens. And so that's a part of me. And why should I have compassion for that part of me? Yeah, that's something I'm trying to heal. And that's something I have full faith that I will heal because I, I'm not always on the prescriptions. It's just, well, in, in my country, in the U.S., the January 6th riots a few, couple of years ago, where people were actually trying to have a revolt against democracy, I was so depressed about that. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how polarized and how unhealthy the discourse had become that it, it was a very dark time, very dark time for me. And so that's what I needed to get on the, get back on the mids, baby. The pandemic was one thing, but that just, that was a really dark time. And that's another thing. That's another tip. Uh, recognize when your friends have come to call and they're a little overwhelming, just like when we have relatives over and sometimes you're just like, whoa, back up. <laughs> sometimes that, that anxiety, the depression or the ADHD, it just is, it can overwhelm us. And that's a chemical situation. There is zero reason to not be kind about that. You're having a bad, a bad neural pathway is happening in the old brain. And that is hijacking how you're feeling about yourself and the world. And you keep in mind that that does, that's not all of you. This is a part, this is a thread. We are separate from that and we can manage it. That's such an important point to make. I know that for a long time, I identify with my depression and anxiety, and especially coming from Italy, which is a country that still is not fully recognized depression. Too often Mm -hmm. I hear it even from doctors that it is just a character flow, which is so not, and just understanding the chemical imbalance and the solution can Mm -hmm. really take the pressure off and help you be kind to yourself. And also, I I hear sometimes more with ADHD, for example, that people come to me and they say, oh, I want to grow my business, I want to start my business, but I have ADHD, so everything is more complicated, everything is harder, can I really do this? And it's almost using that as a protection for not taking the steps, right? So can you talk more about the challenges that entrepreneurs with ADHD face and how ADHD can be a superpower, not a limitation. Exactly. What if ADHD is your superpower? What about that? What about the ability to focus intently on a gazillion different things at one time is your wealth? Okay. So follow me. This might feel like a stretch, but I will have a point. Shakespeare. He coined more phrases, more twists of words than any other writer at that time. Okay. And this was an amazing time period of creative thought, of intellectual thought, all of of these wonderful things coming together. If that guy was not ADHD, I mean, I dare you. Don't, don't even try to explain that because how did he know so much about shipping? How did he know? I mean, all these different plays that he wrote about royalty, about all of these things. That's, that's the bonus of our kind of mind is that all of us with, with ADD or ADHD, 
is that we can pop and skip and loop around to things and put things together that other people don't. And that's just not how they're wired. And we have the blessing of this faulty wiring and character flaw. Psh, psh, no, I'm sorry. I give the bird to whoever says any of this is a character flaw. This is zero to do with character. But what it does have to do with is the ability to put things together in a unique way, superpower. It gives us the ability to understand ourselves. I'm not going to set a two-hour block of time without having some cushion and some other things mixed in there. I cannot sit still for that long. I have a standing desk. It's perfect. So if I'm sitting right now, but my legs are going bananas because I just have to be moving. And that's just part of the physicality of my thoughts. And I know that about myself. Okay, cool. That's fine. But there's nothing wrong with it. It's how I am. And I don't set my day up to fail. I set my life up to support myself. Okay. I'm not going to have back-to-back meetings because I'll just be like a blithering idiot. <laughs> People be like, oh, pardon me, Mel, you do not make sense. <laughs> and, you know, hey, okay, cool. So I have to have some cushion in between. That's fine. And so that I think is how we can lean into who we are through that self-knowledge. I know this about myself, right? And through our crafting a schedule, a routine that works. I'm better off with like 20 to 30 minute little chunks of time. I can set the world on fire 20 minutes at a time, man. That's just, you know, that's how I roll. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit down and, and just write out a whole book and work on it for hours and hours. No. But if I work on it a couple of times a day, all of a sudden, huh, look at that. Thanks to scheduling it right and talk to text robots so that I, I don't have to type everything. I make huge progress each day. It's so, so that's how. It's so liberating to know that you can create a lot around who you are like when you understand how you work how you're wired you can mm-hmm. create a lot of supports as opposed to having to do things the right way quote unquote the, the way that everyone else does it where you can actually just be yourself and make life easy on you exactly why would you so let's let's take a step back and look at ourselves as a beloved person in our lives because if someone we loved came to us upset. I'm upset right now because I'm just not making my day work the way it should work. If someone came to us and said that, we would give them a hug and say like, hey, 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 who says that's how your day should work? Your day should work how it works for you. I'm period. Why would you set up a schedule? Like why would a preschool for four-year-olds have a schedule of let's sit down and we're going to learn about geometry. No, they're playing with blocks. They're putting things together. They're doing what works for them. They're being little scientists. And we have to be sort of our own anthropologist of like, ah, here's this person. Why do they move through the world the way they do? And we're talking about ourselves, but if we can create that space and distance so we can observe how we operate in the world, man, Georgia, you know it. So much self-knowledge comes from that. And with the self-awareness, we're able to plan for success. Whatever, however we define success, there's no should. I would love that word to just be evaporated from all of our minds. How we do that. And 
a recurring theme that I pick up from everything you're talking about really is self-love, self-worth, to treat yourself kindly when you're going through a tough time and your brain is conspiring against you to set boundaries that all comes from self-love and self-worth which is so hard we are not taught to love ourselves when we are young it's kind of frowned upon if you love yourself too much and oh yeah you're conceited yeah so for someone that is striving to love themselves and to be the self-worth it's like oh i could never trust myself i could never put boundaries because what will other people think of me? We are disappointed other people. What would you say to that person? Fuck those people. They're <laughs> not your people. Mm-mm. We're not, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And that's fine. I don't care if 90% of people can't stand me because the 10% of people who rock with me, I can help them. And that's a difficult thing for entrepreneurs also is that we want to be of help and service. We want to change our world with what we're doing, what we're making, how we help people create something. And we have to safeguard our resources and be sure that we fill ourselves up because when we keep filling ourselves up, what happens? We overflow and we have even more to give, right? And it's hard when we're self-employed because, oh, I had that thought at 7 p.m. on a Sunday. Uh, Guess what? You can talk to your phone and record that thought and it can prompt you the next day and you can still enjoy your evening of not working. We can facilitate our own success and not work around the clock all the time. And that's it's. I mean, I love what I do and dang, I can get carried away with it. And I love it. It's a joyous place to be. It's like I lose myself and I'm creating content or I'm working on my courses and I'm like, yes, yes, this. when I was talking to so-and-so, this made me think of this and I'm putting it together. And all of a sudden I'm just like, I feel weird. I'm shaky. Oh, I'm actually shaking. When did I eat? (laughs) You you know, it's like... No, 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 no. You need to put a 15 minute thing in your calendar every couple of hours to get your, get your butt to go get some to drink and eat so you can operate, you know, no need to be hallucinating out of lack of nutrition. Hey, Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at a snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that If I became more successful than my family, my friends, and my partner, 
they wouldn't love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months and my loved one didn't leave me. If you two are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and they're afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious, it's like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you are going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know, deep down, that healing those limiting beliefs and all stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief, the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial location and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today. Yeah, I can so relate that when you are in the creative frenzy, you're in the floor. I don't even realize that until later and it's like, oh, actually, I should take a break. <laughs> yeah, until I like say something and I'm like, oh, my voice sounds raspy. I'm really thirsty. <laughs> yeah, so that's maybe the downside of ADHD. But when I do get the calendar, the little notifications that pop up, I'm just like, yes, I have not had 
and I need to refill this enormous thing of water that I had on my desk and is now empty. Yes, that's how that works. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love how you are. That's going to happen. So you had that permission to just fully immerse in yourself in the work, knowing that you set yourself up to succeed and still take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. I also want to touch on something you, you said when you mentioned that those are not your people. I see the entrepreneurs, they are so busy wanting to help everyone or, or, or they, they are afraid of saying something because no, I may upset someone. They are so preoccupied about not upsetting the wrong people, the people that will never work with them, but they are completely ignoring the people that they actually are there, they are ready and willing to work with them and collaborate with them because they mm-hmm. are so focused on people pleasing the people that don't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. Right. No, I am not ever going to appeal to people who thrive with a very gentle, very calm and loving demeanor. I have a loving demeanor and I fiercely love, but I'm also going to say, can you knock that shit off? Because you are holding yourself way back. And let me tell you what I'm seeing you do and say to yourself, because that's just how I am. And so then the people who are going to recoil from someone who is gentler, those are my people. Oh, the people who who know what it feels like to get punched. Those are my people. And there's such a massive need for that. I remember... One of my coaches once told me the biggest complaint that I get from my clients is that I am not harsh enough. I am not direct enough. People want to hear the truth without any filters. Just give me the honest truth. Something so rare these days. But that's how we grow, right? Sometimes you need to shock people. You need to be very direct for that person to actually get it. Right. I totally agree. And I think so... I'm in my 50s. And when I was a kid, there was no spectrum of autism or any types of of things like that. But I would have definitely, I was definitely a spectrum kid because I was mystified. I felt like people were sometimes speaking in another language. I did not understand anything of what they were saying. I want people to communicate with me clearly. I just need clear clarity. I, I, I'm, when I try to fill in the blanks, I, I can, but I'm going to make some shit up that has nothing to do with what somebody's trying to communicate because I, I don't, that's just not how I roll. And so that's part of why I am direct is because that sort of hinting, it, it feels like people are hinting at something or like they're beating around the bush and they're, they're just trying to tell me something. And I'm there and I'm just like, I want to understand so badly and I need you to just tell me, <laughs> just, just tell me. Yeah, I agree with that. That's, as someone that communicated like that for a long time, I was not direct. I was implying or beating around the bush, hoping that we get. That yeah. is a form of people pleasing because you are afraid of rejection. You're afraid of oh, being seen as too demanding. So can you talk more about that? That's interesting to think it's to to find that to be people pleasing. I suppose for some people that would be true. I also think that that's a way of communicating that is, it's probably more sophisticated. You know what I'm saying? To try to guide people 
Like if you're herding cats, like you're trying to get people together for a meeting or something and you're like, okay, here you, oh, oh no, no, here. Okay. Yes, you here. And you're just trying to, to corral your thoughts or your ideas or what have you. And you don't necessarily want to confront somebody. A lot of people do not like confrontation because it can be scary. And our, our brain, our caveman brain doesn't understand if we're afraid of something. Are we afraid of being eaten by a tiger or are we afraid that we're going to tell something, someone something they're not going to like? Our body doesn't know. Our body will clench up as if we're about to be devoured. So being able to understand what we're trying to say fully ourselves, because sometimes I feel like we can talk around ideas and imply things. And it's because we're actually figuring out what it is we're thinking. And it's part of verbally processing. I talk to myself all the freaking time. I do not need someone else in the room to talk myself through an idea because I do verbally process sometimes and that's okay. That's fine. You got to talk it out. It really goes back to knowing yourself, right? And mm -hmm. why am I communicating in this way? And also I want to go back to something that you said at the beginning about using your facts as resources and being intentional about that. So can you share more about what you mean with that? Oh, absolutely. So we all have resources. We might feel like we don't have anything to help us out or back us up, but we have our mind, we have our memories, we have our thoughts at the very least. And we also typically, there are some people, whether or not we're connecting with them so that they can help us, well, that's on us, right? Because there's there's a Facebook group for freaking anything. So, you know, if you can connect with people who have experienced what you're experiencing, people generally want to help. We are community pack animals and we help each other. That's how we thrive. So you find the people who've experienced what you're dealing with. Let them help you. Ask them for help. Ask them how they did something. I, I would love to help. DM me asking a question. I'm all on it. I will. I mean, yes, please. <laughs> Especially if you're, you're looking at a group of people who are helpers, educators, coaches, that's, that's what lights us up, you know? And so for us to be able to have that as a resource, along with our, our emotions, our concern, our care, all of these things drive us in a way that I mean, you just can't get a hoorah motivational speech that will do better than knowing who you are and using what you have and, and who you actually are for yourself and your goals. And it's, it's tough. I think a lot of times we don't use our resources because we don't know what the goal is. And honestly, I wish someone would have just brainwashed me when I was 19 years old and said, it does not matter what your goal is. Have a goal. Maybe you'll find a better goal while you're on your way to get to that goal. You can pivot, you can change, but you have to be operating in a way to push yourself forward to something. Life was going to happen. It can beat you up or you can navigate it. So I think having goals is really the main key to being able to use our resource as well. I agree. Going back to not knowing what your goal is, not having goals, just for the start the beginning, where, where do I want to be in five years? Who do I want to be in five years? If you are in a place where you still don't know, even just, okay, I just want to exercise every day and just be a goal that eventually will lead you to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. 
And I love the, I believe it's an Aristotle quote that excellence is created with habits. It's, it's your habits. If you have good habits, you will move yourself forward. If you have the veggies and the natural food, and that's just your habit, you're going to feel better. Your health will be better. If you move every day, you, your mental health, your physical health, it'll all be better. You know, it's, and one of the things that I love so much, cause I have a weight loss journey. I've lost over a hundred pounds you, it, over five years, it took a long time, but really that's not that long. You know what I mean? Because every 10% of your body weight that you lose, holy moly risk of various diseases, cardiovascular cancers, all these different things, it just reduces extremely much. And so that's what would drive me. I was like, okay, 10%. Great. Did that 10% from now. Okay. Let's do that. And just to keep doing that over and over again. And then that was my habit. And so I've maintained a healthy weight now for over a year. And it's, it's amazing. I feel, I sleep so much better. You tend to underestimate the impact then these small habits and these small goals make for years. I used to eat on my desk. Oh, I used yes. to go to sleep really late because I had to put one more email. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I thought that it would help me succeed. But actually, I was always burned out. I was always overwhelmed. I was not getting any traction on anything. And then I realized that people who succeed, and again, success is whatever it means to you, but the people that actually had what I wanted to have, that were what I wanted to be, they were disciplined. They had mm-hmm. their working hours, they had their morning rituals, and they just kept with that. And it was quite challenges at first. Our mind is wired with, you have to work hard every day, you can't take time off, this hustle culture. But actually, you allow yourself to prioritize yourself and your well-being and work less, then you get much better results. Yes, absolutely. I agree 100% because we don't have to work hard right? If hard work created wealth and impact, well, then we would be guided by construction workers and cocktail waitresses because those are some hardworking people. But we can work effectively and we can make things happen with much less time than we think if we get out of our own way and get others to help us. That's the thing. We have to accept help and we have to solicit the help and ask for it. I couldn't agree more with that. And we all love to help others. If someone comes to us for help, we're like, yes, I get to have someone. And yeah. But we don't do the same. We don't return the favor. What? Yeah, why? Why not? Our friends, our loved ones, they, they, yes, everyone's wrapped up in their own little world. However, given the opportunity to do something for someone else, you, and you don't ask people for their kidney, asking them for something that they can help you with. That's the other thing. Just like we, I set myself up for success. When I reach out for help, I think about, well, I have this situation. I need help to resolve it. Who can help me best? Right? I mean, I'm in, I'm in different groups. I mean, I've met people like from being on podcasts and, and other authors and doing coaching. And so who do I think is going to fit into this? And we get caught up in thinking that asking for help makes us look 
like we're incapable or something that makes zero sense it makes no sense at all it makes us human it does yeah and i think it's it's important to realize that no one can achieve anything on your own we are social animals we are hardwired to work in communities and this idea of being a lone wolf or a superwoman and working Mm -hmm. alone actually is is keeping us stuck it's keeping us in hardship and in struggle and it's the complete opposite of joy because again Mm -hmm. Joy comes from relationships, it comes from, from doing work you love. You can't have joy if you're not connected with other people, if you're not working together with other people. And, and connected to our environment and our world, right? If you're not aware of how we operate in this world of sun and wind and rain and cold and heat, that's that's part of the connection. It's also, It's with people, yes. And it's also just with where are we? The sun is shining through this window. Okay. Wow, look at that. Why can't that be a little joyous tidbit, little morsel? It's so simple and yet that really works. What would be like your top three ways to bring more joy into your life right now? Because no matter where you are in your life. Wherever you are in your life, knowing who you are and being delighted and charmed by yourself. And and the things that we we berate ourselves for, I used to get be like, oh, Melissa, you're so loud. Mel, calm it down. And now I've done a lot of work to be like, you are fun. I'm like, now my my inner voice is saying, just like, dang, girl, go. And and just knowing ourselves and applauding who we are, that's the number one. And I also think that being aware of when we lose ourselves. Like, are you working out? And then you just don't even know like time and space, where are you? But you're just in that zone. Or is it when you're cooking? Maybe you're a creative person who cooks and that's how you express yourself. Anything like that, be aware of it and build it in your day. I love doing arts and crafts. I like making stuff. So guess what? I've got, I'm looking at the stack of colorful paper and I cut it up and I hot glue flowers together, you know? Why? I don't know. They're pretty. I'm looking at some I hung up on the wall. I like them. And find those things that allow you to express yourself and to lose yourself in them. Because it's not ego necessarily. However, when we attach too much importance to what we feel, think, or do, we're making a lot of nothing. We make too much about some things. And then we get into that ruminating situation where you're going over it again and again. And I should have done this. I should have done that. Like, eh, let that go. Just find some things that allow you to lose yourself. And that to me is a huge, huge upping of the joy. And and also just just move. Honestly, I can't get back to moving our bodies enough. It's I mean, I was in school, I was in gifted programs and scholar programs and, and things like that. We were always just so praised, so much praise for our intellectual capabilities and all that kind of stuff. And that's important. However, knowing your body and just being able to move through the world physically with, with confidence and knowing, oh, I, if I need to hop up that step, I can, or you don't Nope, I, I'm not going to be able to climb that. I'll have to go around. It just, we know who we are and we know what we can do. And I think that that would be my my top my top tips. So glad. 
you did that work on your sack as you are so much fun this has been truly amazing so don't ever change thank you i could i could speak to you for hours really but i want to be conscious of your time so is there anything that i haven't asked you yet that you would like to share before we wrap up um i would share that some of the most beautiful gains i've made in my life have been with the assistance of another person and whatever that looks like for you for me it's been coaches therapists and friends, and also some family members too. But being able to have some people that help you grow, that's the stuff. Got to get that happening. I second that. And for anyone that wants to go deeper, that wants to connect with you, where can they find you? Oh, please. Yes. Reach out to me. My website is zfgliving.com. And my email is melissa at zfgliving.com. And also that's my handle on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever is zfgliving. Give me a search and tell me hi. I would love to hear from you. We're going to put all those links in the show notes and I invite everyone to check it out and connect more with Mel. So thank you so much for being here. This is an incredible conversation. Thank you for sharing so generously your wisdom and yeah, thank, thank you. What <laughs> fun, Georgia. I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. Thank you for listening to the Treasures Within podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you found even one small nugget here to help you get out of your own way and build a successful business, Share this episode with a friend or two so they can benefit from it too. Please follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Believe it or not, every little action really does help to get the podcast found by other female entrepreneurs who need to hear this message too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now.